Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, 11 o'clock hour on a hump day, Wednesday edition of the show. Louis Rabot alongside Zach Cantrell. I'm at Radio Louis on Twitter. If you ever want to come find me there, you can find the station at ESPN 680. Zach's at your boy ZC as well. Come hang out with us on the Twitter machine, the Twitter monster, the uh, Elon Wasteland, whatever you're calling it these days. Uh, good time over there. You can always check out all of the extra programming we've got going on on the app or at the podcast center on ESPNLouisville.com as well. Go find us there. Uh, if you haven't been to ESPNLouisville.com, can't check, uh, can't recommend it enough. Uh, you can check out all of our different blogs and shows there as well. We'll do Louis trends uh, in the next segment, and we'll talk NFL in the final one, including Patrick Mahomes's. Uh, Special exploding helmet. But first, it's time for bologna or salami. Get out your mustard, kids. It's time for bologna or salami. Yeah, get them cold cuts. Is like Icky Wo- Remember Icky Woods? Get the cold cuts. Get your cold cuts. <laughs> Do I remember Icky Woods? What kind of freaking question is that? What are we doing? 44, baby. <laughs> go icky. get some cold cuts today. A little Icky shuffle. Let's go. All right, what you got? All right, so let's go ahead and start with the NFL. So right. all four home teams will win this divisional weekend. The Ravens, Ooh. the 49ers, the Bills, and... The Lions. All four home teams will win. But they're all favored, yes. They are all favored. And the closest line is the Bills game, yes? Correct. Two and a half? Two and a half. Boy. Okay, so I like this question. Um, I've got the, let's go game by game, folks. Uh, Ravens, Texans. I do think the Ravens win. Um, Even though... I'm sneaky rooting for the Texans because I love the story. Yeah. Uh, I love the rookie quarterback. I love the rookie coach. I think it's good for sports when guys like D'Amico Ryan excel. Yeah. I I think that that's good for the sport. I think that when you can get uh, guys like that excelling, it it, it does matter. And so uh, I'm not be clear i'm not rooting against the ravens but i love i love what's happening in houston and i hope that it continues right. uh, for a while just because i think cj stroud's a, a potential just absolute baller in the league um i do think the 49ers beat the packers even though have you seen have you watched that line yeah moved a full point and a half that's right that's a lot dude we're down to eight in that game um i think people have figured out that jordan love is not likely to get blown out in any of these games yeah uh, but i do think the 49ers win I'll be honest, I think the Bills win. I think the toss-up game of the weekend is actually the Lions game because I think the the Bucks on offense are going to be a problem for the Lions secondary especially. And so and and taking away we'll play it in a minute, taking away the weather factor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think that Tampa Bay can be absolutely fine in that game. I think Todd Bowles is a really good football coach. Yeah. Like a really good preparer as well. Um, but I'll go Salami. 
I think my Lions actually win two playoff games in the same year. You think all four of them do win? And I think all four of the home teams win their games. I'm going to say baloney, okay. but I'm not certain which one which of them I'm going yeah, with. Sure. Yeah, okay, I think fair. it's one of the two Sundays. I think it's more likely yeah, that the Bucks that. or the Chiefs win. I think the 49ers, I, I'm the most confident saying they're going to win. I know the Packers played great last week against the Cowboys, but I don't think the 49ers are going to break down and just have multiple yeah, turnovers. Yeah, how much of that just, is just the, the Cowboys in the playoffs? Yeah, right? yeah, and the Cowboys defense is just horrible. It's the 49ers defense is the best defense, yep. arguably, in the league. I think they'll win that game. It wouldn't surprise me if it's somewhat comfortably. I think the Texans have a real shot in Baltimore. I think the Ravens will win because I think they're more balanced. I think Lamar is a guy that the Texans won't be able to handle. Well, if we're going to criticize the Cowboys for their playoff record, we got to do that with Lamar, right? Yeah, Lamar's 1-3 yeah, in the playoffs. Right. He's got to figure out a way to get it done. Yes. But I think the Ravens defense will figure out a way to contain CJ They're a better Stroud team enough. this year than they have been in previous yeah, years. I don't I think there's any This is a better iteration it. of that team, yes. So I think the Ravens will win. I think the 49ers will win. But I... Just because Patrick Mahomes is on the road for the first time doesn't mean he's not going to win. I mean, oh, I, I know it's going to be cold weather, but Kansas State just played minus 30 degrees. Cold weather's not going to bother of coaches, them. And you get Andy Reid. You get Andy Reid, yes. and all the pressure is on Buffalo. You get. Oh, the, I agree with that too. You get. Finally, you get to play Mahomes at home. You have everything right there in front of you. You better win this one. Yeah. If you're the Bills, if you don't get this one, Sean McDermott may be looking for another job because the Bills might be thinking about blowing this thing up and moving on because you know, they've you, had this window and it might close if they lose Sunday. You know what you should figure out is if a if a parlay, a money line parlay of the four home teams and then do the, the calculation of the Bucks winning and then the Bills winning and yeah. then of the Lions winning and the Chiefs winning. Like what can you bet both of those and get a positive payout? You yeah. may be able to actually. And I think the Bucks have a real shot because the Lions the Lions give up a lot of big plays. Yes. Tampa's a big play offense yes, they are. and it's indoors. So yeah. I think the Bucks have a real shot to win that game. I don't know if they will, but I think that game is going to be closer than the line currently is. I, I agree and, and I think Puka Nakua has just showed yeah. what Mike Evans could do to the Lions. Chris Goblin could do the same thing. I agree with that as well. All right, so let's go to Louisville basketball. They're now six okay. and ten on the season. Yep. They beat Miami last week. Bologna or Salami? Louisville will reach double digit wins. Okay. All right. So I, I love these kinds of questions. So let's go ahead and grab uh, Louisville's schedule for the rest of the season. Obviously, I don't think they win tonight, um, and I think the next little stretch of games here is going to be very, very difficult for them. So at UNC and at Wake, I'm not expecting wins. Uh, they play Duke at home. I again do not expect them to win. And then they play UVA at home, and even good U of L teams don't beat UVA. Correct. So give me four losses in a row right now uh, to keep that going, which means they have to win four games amongst the following games: at Clemson, doubtful; Florida State at home, a chance. Yeah. So there's one okay. at Syracuse. I'm going to say no. Georgia Tech at home. Let me click on this one. <sighs> Louisville's a 37 percent likelihood to win that game. Stoudemire's doing a job there, man. Um, that is a 9-8 and eight team, 2-4 and four in conference. That's the kind of team that you would want to win. Let's throw Georgia Tech on that pile um, as, a, as a potential win. At Boston College. Do people know BC's 11-6, and 2-4 in the conference, and that's actually playing decent basketball? I don't, I don't think people, anyone does. Uh, yeah, well, I think they're good enough. They go to Pitt. Obviously, Pitt came here and handled them. Then they host Notre Dame. Let's call that a toss-up game as well. They go to Duke. No, Syracuse at home. Syracuse plays a lot of zone. That's probably pretty bad for Louisville. I'm going to put them in the no pile. Virginia Tech at home. Uh, Vatech and then BC at home. So there's five potential toss-up games. So you're asking me in five games, that they can they win them. four of those? I'm going to go baloney just because I don't trust them to do a 60-80 type of percentage win in the games that they can win. So I'll go baloney. 
Yeah, I think yeah, I think if you were asking me are they going to win 9, I would feel more confident in it. I don't think they're going to win 10. I think that's a lot to ask. As you said, there's basically like five toss-up games. Unless they pull another upset, which I don't see happening, I just wonder if the Miami game was the perfect storm for yep. them, yep. and I think it was. I don't see them winning any of the next four games or so. I don't think they have any shot against North Carolina. Got no shot against, I mean, little shot against Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a better team than people realize. Uh, Duke, not happening. Virginia, not happening. Maybe Clemson because you know Clemson did come up here and lose last year, and that kicked them out of the NCAA tournament. Yep. That's possible, I guess. Florida State's probably the most likely one. I think Georgia Tech is potentially likely. I don't know if they get to ten. I think that winning four more is asking a lot. But it, it, unless you want to add the ACC tournament into that, right? Then I think it's possible, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I will tell you, th- there's an end of an era coming in the league in the ACC that will be fascinating to watch the fallout and the next guy that they hire at Florida State. Because yeah. Leonard Hamilton's going to need to hang it up at some point. Correct. I know he hasn't looked... He looks exactly the same 40 years ago. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he does. But... And he's... It, that guy can coach basketball. Let's be clear. He he gets his kinds of players and he coaches the bleep out of them. And they, they, they're fantastic. He's really... But time waits for no one and he's he's at the end of it. It, it, it all empires end in sports and in the world and, and this is no different here uh fascinated to see who the next fsu coaches yep so let's go to the sec and i had this before i found out that alabama was number one in the net yeah. rankings in the sec <laughs> but right now probably the hottest team in the sec is the auburn tigers they, they moved up into the top 15 bruce pearl's doing a heck of a job there bologna or salami auburn is currently the best team in the sec that's salami uh, currently, yes, yes. Uh, th- they're playing the best basketball in the conference right now. Um, and uh, just recently, so people know, they did beat Texas A&M by 11. They uh, beat LSU uh, by 15. They went to Arkansas and won by 22 before that, obviously, out of conference. Their only loss this year is a weird one at App State by five, and then they played Baylor in a six-point game to open the season that they lost. So they have two losses on their schedule Especially at home and, and, and those sorts of things. I mean, they beat IU by almost 30 at home. Mm-hmm. Put up 104 points in regulation. They're doing what we brag about with Kentucky. They score, but then they also defend too, right? right. And so I, I think right now, currently, the 14-2, and 3-0 Auburn Tigers are playing the best basketball in the SEC. Salami. If I asked you if you think Auburn's going to win the SEC, what would you say? I would say Salami. Yeah. I, I think, think, the best I think right now they're the best team in the SEC. I don't know if they'll win it because I think their schedule will get tougher. they got to start playing Kentucky. They'll start playing Tennessee. Yep, they they got to go to Alabama. Yep, they got to go to Alabama. They gotta haven't go played the meat of the SEC schedule right. yet, but right now I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think this is the deep Deepest team in the SEC. They score as well as anybody in the conference. And as you said, they actually defend people, which Kentucky isn't doing. You know, Tennessee hasn't consistently showed that dominance on both ends of the floor. It's Tennessee, man. It's just Tennessee. Like, they can beat you any day, but they can also lose to you. Yeah, it's the Rick Barnes quantity. Correct. So, yeah, I think Auburn is the best team in the SEC right now. Will they win it? I don't know. Uh, Let's go back and keep it local here with Kentucky. Rob Dillingham should be in the starting lineup. Baloney or Salami? That's baloney, but it isn't because of his play or because I don't think he's a good player. I think in his case, his style for this team, I think for a lot of Kentucky teams, he starts. Yeah. For this team, I don't want to use the word erratic or or whatever. He's got the Russ Smith quality about him, that sophomore Russ Smith that I've compared him to. He's got that quality about him. And man, that's great for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough for 30. Uh-huh. It's tough for 35. I'm not saying that he couldn't do it or that he couldn't figure it out that he won't mature into it. But he's got that he's got whatever that thing is that NBA scouts love. As far as a little bit of erratic play behavior, the ISO stuff. 
This Kentucky team, you cannot play ISO for 30 minutes on offense. They're just not cut for it. Their spacing's great, but ISO is not what makes them the best possible team. So I'll go baloney, but it's not a criticism of the kid. I'm going Salami. I think he should be in the starting lineup. I think he's, uh, Dennis Gates said he might be the best ISO player in basketball. I I don't think he would play ISO for 30 minutes if he was in the starting lineup. I think they would play pretty similar to what they're doing right now. But you can potentially have a start of a game where Rob Dillingham hits a couple of shots and you're up, I don't know, 10 to nothing and you get out to an early lead and you're just kind of able to carry it from there. He's got the confidence, as we know. He said, I'm going to make that shot in March. He's There's no moment that's too big for him. I think he's going to improve on the defensive end of the floor. I think you put Rob Dillingham in the starting lineup. I think he's earned it by now. We will ask uh, Ben Roberts about that starting lineup when he's on tomorrow at 1020. Yes, we will. And I'll be interested to see what he thinks about I, that. I agree with you. It'll be interesting. All right, final one here. So both Bill Belichick and Nick Saban yep. retired or left their current positions last week. Gerard Mayo is now the head coach of the Patriots. Kalen DeBoer, the head coach of Alabama. Bologna or Salami? Gerard Mayo has a tougher job than Kalen DeBoer. Um, it's To me, it's not just Salami. I'm deciding how much Salami. Yeah. Um, does Salami come in? Yeah, it does. I know this because I worked at a... How about this? Here's a throwback for you, friend. Okay. One of my first jobs, Blimpy Subs and Salads. Blimpy. How about that? A little Blimpy. Um, and, you know, you had to learn how to use the... The meat cutter, I was never old enough when I worked there to use the meat cutter. Yeah. But salami would come in these very large sausage-shaped you know, packages, etc. Right. Um, that's how much salami I need right now to answer this question. Okay. Um, I think Kalen DeBoer is going to be just fine in Alabama. That guy wins everywhere, and I think the A on his jacket is going to get him into doors and get him recruiting just fine. This overreaction to a couple of guys decommitting from Alabama to me is hilarious. Settle down, people. They are going to be fine. Yeah. Now, is he going to win at the Nick Saban level? The answer is obviously no. No one ever will. Now, if he does, holy bleep. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, but no, the era is different. The time is different, um, etc. cetera. Kalen DeBoer, though, has shown no matter where he is, he's going to win. The, the NFL is different. And in Alabama, not only do you get to be at the top of the standings, you get to draft first. Correct. In the NFL, if you're at the top of the standings, you don't draft first. Mm-hmm. That's why the job is tougher. So I'll go I'll go Major pounds stuff. of salami yeah, <laughs> yeah, here as well. Go the ahead. Patriots is a much it's harder It's not a bad job. question. It's just yeah. it's, so, it's so slanted that one way. Mm-hmm. By the way, I think Gerard Mayo could be good in, in New England. I don't know. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's not an easy job. The defense certainly won the problem. And that the division is a lot better now than when Belichick. Yes, took no it. question. Because the Bills are always good. The Dolphins, Dolphins are, are starting to get up That's there. Right. You know, the Jets. The Jets who, who won't be bad forever. Because I think you and I agree, not a great record this year. But Roberts like and coach. Yeah. And so it's not. It's not that. It's that. There's four good coaches now in yeah. the AFC East. If Gerard Mayo is a good coach, we just don't. Know. When you coach at Alabama, you're at the top of the SEC the food chain along with That's Georgia. Right. If right. you're a top. 100 recruit in college football, Alabama automatically makes your final 10. I think Kalen DeBoer, I, he's not going to win at the Nick Saban level, but I would be stunned if he's not winning 10, 11 games and Nothing making the 12-team playoff Washington every year. Nothing about how Washington played is going to be, is going to be unattractive no. recruits. No, Alabama, no, no. They're going to get big quarterbacks. They're going to be able to throw the ball downfield. Kalen DeBoer is going to go there, get elite recruits, and it may take a year or two because you, we don't know if the Alabama fans will embrace him because he's a Yankee, as they like to say, but I think they'll embrace him once he starts winning, and I think Kalen DeBoer is going to win right away. Did you see what I tweeted last night? No. So uh, I think his name is Matt. I got to look this up. Stahl's the last name. We've had him on the show. He covers Alabama for AL.com. And uh, he tweeted out, it, it's a fantastic tweet. Just like the simplest. Anyway, Red Panda just got a bigger cheer than Kalen DeBoer. 
If you don't know what Red Panda is, it's the woman who sits on the very tall unicycle and throws bowls on her head um, in in succession of more and more bowls. And so um, I, I love that, uh, that that came out. By the way, our guy Steve, who listens to the show a lot, uh, the... <laughs> They're missing the other half of their fan base that are Kentucky basketball fans. Is That's very, also true. A very good tweet. I think um, Gerard Mayer will have success in New England, but you? I think it's going to take a couple years. It will be interesting to see if they draft a quarterback this year, if yeah. they go, or if they go to, with Marvin Harrison Jr.'s tailor made for the Patriots. Um, I, they're the Patriots are not going to be down forever. Robert Kraft's too good of an owner. That's too good of a franchise. They're not going to be down forever. I think it was time for new blood. Patriots have been good on the defensive side of the ball for the last couple of years. I think New England's going to be fine, but Alabama's still going to be a title contender. The Patriots are not a title contender right now, so I think. No are they question. drafting second or third in New England? I believe or they're draft. They're drafting third. Okay. Yeah, because the Commanders. Arizona, so obviously Carolina's number one, but uh, Arizona and Bears, Washington Bears both have are number one because they have the Panthers pick. Oh, you're right. Good God. You talk about bad ownership. <sighs> the Panthers. It's really bad. They gave up the number one pick of this year to go get Bryce Young, and they didn't. Yeah, and, and they, they whiffed. And they whiffed. See, if you're gonna if you're gonna trade for a quarterback, you better draft the right with. one. And they did not do that. Uh, here's an extra one for you because yeah, we're talking about it. Uh, so both Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh will be coaching in the NFL next year. Blow yeah, your song. I think so. Bill Belichick, he's gonna coach somewhere. I I think it might be Atlanta. I mean, both have interviewed for Atlanta actually. It'll be interesting to see where Harbaugh ends up because the Chargers seem like a logical fit. The Raiders seem like Everyone a logical fit. Everyone makes fun of the 28-3, but that's just a reminder that the Falcons made the freaking Super Bowl. That's right. <laughs> right? I mean, like, they, speaking of good ownership, they have good ownership. Yeah, Arthur Blank's a good, good owner. owner that's Dan right. Quinn took him to a Super Bowl. Dan Quinn's a mediocre defensive coordinator with the Cowboys. So, yep. yeah, it's entirely possible. Yes. I think both of them will be coaching the NFL next I year. Think, I think, by the way, do you who see- would you rather have in Atlanta coaching that squad? <sighs> I might rather have Harbaugh. Actually. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. By the way, did you see Harbaugh and his he's wanting in his Michigan contract like immunity and all that kind of stuff? Like, you know, that's what innocent people do. They ask for immunity. Yeah. <laughs> we could think of another couple people that are asking for immunity in certain things. He's <laughs> suggesting he's bigly asking for he's uh, immunity. He's bigly asking for immunity. <laughs> Don't cry. I need immunity. I wouldn't have cried. I wouldn't have cried. <laughs> I made Colin Kaepernick cry after he lost the Super Bowl. I wouldn't have cried. I wouldn't have cried. All right, thank you, Zach. Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you, Zach, for bologna or salami. And for not crying. And for not crying. We don't cry. Hey, uh, we will have the Ravens game here for you this weekend as well. Uh, At 4.30, the pregame will start at 4 on 93.9, presented by our friends at Liquor Barn, where Kentuckians go to celebrate life. We'll have all of the games this weekend for you. Ravens-Texans, 4 o'clock on Saturday. That's on 93.9. The Packers game will be carried on all stations eventually, but we will start with Bellarmine basketball on 680-1057 on Sunday. Lions, Bucks, and Bills Chiefs. That's 2.30 and 6.15 for those games. So if you are driving around at all this weekend, we will have all games for you on the NFL's best weekend of games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to look it up. I don't know if the ratings are back for that Monday game uh, in the afternoon, but I'm interested to see that because I do think they'll be moving to that 2-2-2 sort of schedule uh, next season, uh, will the NFL in the playoffs. All right, on the other end, uh, trends. Rookie classes in the NFL and Killian Mbappe talking load management. Do it next. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. 
To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. It's time to replace your heating and air system. We know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. to a bow and toe here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. I just kind of noticed that, is it Princess Kate that's had surgery? Is that what's going on? How about that? Huh? Well, abdominal surgery. How I don't pay that? attention to the royal family. I don't I want no to, but I know people. How about that? There you go. There you go. Um, I don't get the obsession. Like, we fought a war, so we don't have to worry about it anymore. Well, there you go. Uh, that's Zach Cantrell at your boy ZC on Twitter. Go find him there. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS Jobs text like keep me coming. I'm Louis Rabot hanging out with you. We got you about another forty minutes here. Bobby V after us, and of course uh, Roundtable three o'clock. He will start the show with Weird Wednesday. So if you were into that, make sure you are there on time. All right. So trends. <clears throat> I don't know how much of this you're able to see, Zach, because I think some of these are ESPN Plus uh, sorts of things. I would like to think. Um, that since you work in sports, you you have access to the ESPN Plus because <laughs> there's lots of stuff on that. You would think uh, correctly that you have to. Win. So we ask ourselves, who is it that had the best rookie classes in the NFL, and yeah. does that matter for success within the season? Number one, I think, is the most obvious because they got the quarterback right, and that's Texas, the Texans, of course, uh, with with uh, CJ Stroud. Now, if you remember, they got to draft back-to-back in the first round, and I think no question got two very good good players yeah. in Will Anderson Jr., obviously, at the third overall pick and C.J. Stroud at the second. They picked the two best players in the draft back-to-back. Think about the fact that they drafted two centers. The sixth rounder actually played early right. in Jared Patterson, and then Juice Scruggs took over after he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Or once, excuse me, once Scruggs was healthy. So literally, th- pass rusher, quarterback, and center, all from the draft. Yes. In the same season, and they win a playoff game. That's right. <laughs> it can be done. You talk about prioritizing the right positions. They certainly did that. No question. Now, once in a while, you have to find guys in later rounds that contribute to your team. Case in point, the LA Rams. Not great last year. They draft pretty high. Don't have a first-round pick. Nope. Still put together Puka Nakua, Byron Young, Kobe Turner, and Steve Avila all in the same draft. Puka Nakua is a fifth-rounder out of BYU. Yeah, everybody whiffed on that, didn't they? Everybody whiffed on that. He's got – he's Wes Welker. Yeah. But can take a hit, right? Right. I mean, like, like it is. I, I think even more of a of a shifty guy than that. I mean, I think he's just unbelievable. They're number two. Who's number three? The Green Bay Packers. I believe that. Who's number four? 
The Detroit, Detroit Lions. Lions. Yeah, everybody killed them on draft night because they picked Jameer Gibbs real high and Sam Laporta and some of these other guys, and they were right. Oh, I'm raising my hand. I was one of those people. Yeah. Sam Laporta was the first tight end picked, and he wasn't the first tight end projected. All four of those teams right. made the playoffs. They did. All of them made the playoffs. The Bears are fifth. They did not make the playoffs. Tampa, sixth. They made the playoffs. Um, uh, With Cansey, with No, but the Rams won a game in the playoffs. Rams did not win a game in the playoffs. Right, because it, only the Rams they lost yes, the right. yes, right. But they someone had to lose in that game. Correct. Right? Seahawks seventh. Uh, were, were they nine and eight? They were nine and eight. Yeah. They just missed the playoffs. The Falcons eight, and it's one of the reasons I bring this up is if you see these other groups at the top that made the playoffs and have three of them won games in the playoffs. Yeah. Could it be that the Falcons have this group ready to go? They just need a better coach. I think that's exactly that's what That's the is. answer, right? I think they need two things. I think they need a better quarterback and they need a better coach. Because when you look at the rest of their roster, I'm a big fan of B. John Robinson. I think Drake London's very good. Kyle Pitts is the most underutilized tight end in the league. And I think their defense isn't bad either. The Falcons are one of those teams. You remember when what Tampa was before Tom Brady showed up? Hmm. They were a very talented team that had an erratic quarterback in Jameis that threw 30 interceptions and... You know, Bruce Arians was a good coach, but right. I don't think Bruce Arians... I think he was just there. I think he was there the year before Brady got there. But that's what this Atlanta team reminds me of. That Tampa team that just needs a quarterback to get him over the top. I bring up the Arizona Cardinals in the ninth spot here. Because a player, a local player, gets a lot of love in this article. Do you know who it is? I don't. Keetrell Clark. So Keetrell Clark, obviously a sixth rounder. Comes up with 37 solo tackles and four passes defended this year as a 5'10 corner drafted in the sixth round. That is good That is good value, and if he gets better, obviously that's a huge thing uh, for them going forward. I'm not going to dwell on the Arizona Cardinals. They have other issues. Right. But they actually outperformed expectations. People thought they were going to be picking number one overall, and they you know, beat a couple of pretty good teams this season. That's fair. Number 10, playoff team, Steelers. Yeah. Number 11, playoff team. Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I remember on draft night, the Eagles getting Jalen Carter and getting Nolan Smith in the first round and everyone going, there they go. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, Rich get richer. Well, they both turned out to be pretty good. And they are both good. And it it adds to the list of things about the Eagles that we go, what the hell happened? What in the actual hell happened to a 10-1 and Eagles team that was just coming off going to the Super Bowl that last year. Is that coming it, off a Super Bowl, they just run. beaten the Chiefs and the Bills uh, twice in six days. It just it's a massive head scratcher. And someone asked on the text line the other day, "Yes, Kelsey's retiring." And yes, I think eventually on the podcast you will talk about what the hell. I happened. think so. Yeah, it'll come out. Can you bring Sirianni back? I think you can. Wow. I think you bring him back for one. I think he's on the hot seat, but I don't think you fire him. Just you don't think he, the guys quit because I do. I think it's possible. I, I It sure looked like they quit, didn't it? Oh, my God. But I think both coordinators are going to take the fall. Sirianni's I mean, Matt Patricia's been, a bum, and I, yes. it's it's not a good idea to run back a good team with Matt Patricia. No, the fact that they fired their defensive coordinator and decided that Patricia would be a good fit the rest of the season, I'll never understand. We have enough history of Matt Patricia being a defensive coordinator and being a head coach to know that Matt Patricia is poison. Uh, yeah. Colts 13th, do you agree? Yeah. I agree. I think it's incomplete because Anthony Richardson didn't get to play all season. Will he stay healthy at any point? I, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think this stuff gets overblown. Okay. I mean, his numbers were 
They were good. <laughs> I love this line, though, yeah. Uh, QBR was low, but showed plenty of, uh, of fantasy football value in his four starts. That's how the article That's right. uh, voices that. The reason I bring this up, by the way, is how many playoff teams there are on this list on a rookie list. Because I don't think we think of football that way. But the reason I bring it up is something I talk about a lot on this show is I think you need in college basketball, you need a mix of one and done freshmen and older guys, you know, similar to what is happening at Kentucky, where you have a Trey Mitchell, you have older guys that are able to hold it down, you know, and Antonio Reeves, obviously. But to to be next level in college basketball, you need obvious NBA guys as well. Right. And and so it's interesting to watch that. This isn't just true in college basketball. It's true in the NFL as well. Mm -hmm. You need the old grizzled guys that know how to run a locker room and know the week in, week out sort of grind of playing an NFL season. But you can really benefit from young guys that infuse new talent and new energy into your team as well. And I think we see that this year. No, I think think you need the question. I think you need the right balance. I don't think you want the Packers are the youngest team to ever win a playoff game. That's nice to have. I don't know if that gets you a Super Bowl. I I agree. But I think you want to have. You want to have a couple grizzled veteran guys that can help lead them along, and I think the Packers do to a degree. I think you want your average team age in the NFL to be about 25, 26, because that's the right mix of rookies versus older guys. You don't want your average age to be older than what I am right now because then you're probably too old and you're not winning anything. Kind of what we saw with Tampa last year. They were a little bit on the older side because of Tom Brady mostly. You want a nice mix. We see this in college basketball. There's a ceiling to the old team. The old team can go deep in the NCAA tournament. The old team's not winning the national championship. UConn won the national title because they had a couple young guys to go along with the old guys. You can't. You, you got to have a balance. It's not exciting to watch 25-year-old grown men dominate college basketball. You want the 19-year-old that is going to be a high NBA draft pick and captivate America. That's what you want. You want a nice mix of both. And now on the other side of the pond is a guy named Kylian Mbappe. And I loved bringing up stories like this with Dan. Because even Dan would have to admit that he knew who Kylian Mbappe was, right? (laughs) And he talks about how soccer is getting close to playing 70 games a year. Okay? And if you know anything about soccer, it's more or less a a once-a-week sport like football. Sprinkled in with a game in the middle of the week that usually has to do with another competition. So you have your regular season games that you tend to play on the weekends, and then you'll play international club competitions during the middle of the week or your com- your own country's national competition within, you know, um, within different things. And he's talking about, and here's his quote, quote, we're getting closer to an NBA model with seasons of 70 games. Personally, I'm not against playing that many matches, but we won't be able to be good every time and give the public the spectacle they expect. In the NBA, players don't play every game and franchises practice load management. But if I said, I'm tired, I'm not playing on Saturday, it wouldn't go well. The spectator who pays for his ticket and who may only see you once during the season wants to see a performance worthy of the name, and that's understandable. I don't want to preach, but we need to think together about how to offer the best possible solution so that players, spectators, and football's governing bodies can all embrace it. What? <laughs> huh? We don't get this kind of talk over here. But it is interesting to see that Mbappe goes to the NBA for his comparison. 
Yeah. And I think here, and we do a lot of football talk here, and we should. We love football in this country. And we watched, you know, the Euro leagues. Oh, what NFL Europe, right, is what they call it. Correct. And it was the Germans who really seemed to love it in Frankfurt and different places. To be fair, that's where American bases are, but I, I digress. Man, it's the NBA that people love in Europe. That's why they're playing those games over there. That's why the Pistons are playing in Paris. Now, to be fair to the French, you should probably send an NBA team and not the Pistons. Um, but that's a good joke. You didn't laugh. Um, the And it just reminded me that the world is flat as far as sports is concerned. Mbappe thinks of LeBron as a colleague. He thinks of him as a contemporary. Sure. And that's where we're at, right? So he mentions LeBron in his comments and how much time, you know, because he's played – you know, I mean, Mbappe's 25, right? I mean, he's been a pro since he was like 16 or something, yeah. right? Yeah, they started him young when LeBron's soccer. the same way. Yeah. Right? So I, I, it makes sense that he would look at a LeBron and say, how do I play 15 more years if I want to? That's right. I got to look at LeBron. What does LeBron do? He doesn't play every game. Nope. And what a fascinating, fascinating dilemma for these high-level clubs in Europe to try to figure out that balance as well because we haven't been able to figure it out in the NBA. We have not been able to figure it out. No. We fail at it horrifically and they're trying to do it where you have to play a certain amount of games in order to be up for the all nba teams and mvps and all that kind and of and then stuff. you punish guys who are actually legitimately hurt correct and that's the fascinating thing is should the nba move to a model where it's percentage of games that you're able to play and how do you how do you set it up that how do you set it up that guys are being honest about sitting for for load management and not for being hurt because that line is almost impossible to navigate yeah it's impossible i I don't know what it looks like but Embiid's gonna not win a bunch of awards because he's been hurt right i mean that that's just the reality of things we were joking in the back about you know steve nash winning the mvp and that kind of stuff but like if guys play all the games and they and they have great numbers and they you know affect their team in a very positive way why would they not win those awards yeah so it's just interesting to hear Mbappe talk about that stuff. And I'm, I'm interested in the trend generally of guys are now thinking, because when Dan played, for example, he missed like 16 games in a 15-year pro career. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Dan wasn't thinking about a decade from then when he was 25. He wasn't thinking about his life as a 35-year-old. He was just thinking about winning games for the for the Colonels, right? That's right. Guys now don't think about the world that way. The trend is toward guys thinking about, hey, what is my what are my knees going to be like when I'm 38? Am I going to have a lot of concussions from from headers in his case? Yeah. Or in LeBron's case, from going to the hoop, am I going to catch too many elbows in the face or whatever, right? I mean, that kind of stuff. It's interesting. That's just a massively different trend. And and to hear it across, you know, across the ocean in, in a in a soccer conversation, I thought really stood out as Okay, we're seeing it in the NBA. Will that bleed into other sports? And the answer is pretty obviously, yes, it will. All right, one more segment here on Robo and Co. Uh, I do want to get into the Mahomes helmet and whether it worked or not. But Zach and I are going to do coaching carousel talk as well as we get you into Bobby V and then, of course, into Weird Wednesday on the roundtable. Again, thanks to Mozzapai, M-O-Z-Z-A-P-I.com for bringing by lunch to the ESPN Louisville studios today. But I want to tell you about my friends at DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, bringing you an offer that just it'll make your playoffs electrifying. New customers, you can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Got those four games this weekend. Got those two games tonight. Kentucky at 7, Louisville at 9. Great opportunities to uh, wager on this week's games. Plus, hey, everyone 
gets a no-sweat same-game parlay for every playoff game day. So download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code WHBE, new customers. You get just five, you can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code WHBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS. Physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. No One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bets issued based on amount of losing qualifying bets. Eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. On the other end, round and round it goes. Where does the uh, coaching carousel land? We talk about it next. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Listening to Rebeau and Co. here on ESPN 680 1057. Now, here's Louis Rebeau. I'm smiling, Zach, um, both because of the, the random 1140 trend we now have. No one cuts off music faster than you, by the way. You are very, it's on or off. You're very binary. I don't hate that about you. The um, <laughs> There is. Um, <laughs> So Turfway Park's running tonight. Okay, so we, we you know we have the different tracks in the state, Zach, and they only run one at a time, and blah blah blah. And one of the the modern issues in horse racing is how many horses are in a race. So the more horses, the better for betting, right? It makes sense, right? You, more options means you're going to spread the 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 odds around, right? So it's dude, it's like ten degrees out, so a bunch of people are not running their horses tonight, right? Whatever. So the average field size is down to like nine. Okay, so I'm going to do this exercise because this makes me smile. Um, let me see if I have an email. There we go. So this is from Santa Anita uh, the other day. So the average field size is nine at Turfway tonight after all of the, like 25 horses scratched out of the card. Okay. Eight, six, six, seven, seven, six, seven, six, eight. <laughs> Literally not a single field at Santa Anita the other day carded a race of nine horses. And, and people online are complaining that Turfway doesn't have enough horses in its races. That's how spoiled we are in Kentucky right now. That's right. That's how spoiled we are. I'm just I'm putting that out there because the crap. Makes only me nine smile. races. How will we survive? And only nine horses. horses per race. There's only 81 horses going tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How will okay. we live? How will we live? Yeah, is right. Man, oh man, what a good problem to have. Uh, let's do hoops uh, predictions for tonight before we finish with football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisville tonight. Do they cover the 22? No. North Carolina just hung 103 on Syracuse the other day. Do you think it's like one like 101-60 kind of game? I don't know if it'll be that bad, but I think North Carolina probably wins by 25 or so. 90 to 65 or something yeah, like by that. 25. There you go. Yeah. <sighs> Man. I'm weighing Louisville playing better, but North Carolina playing 
really good basketball. That's what right I'm now. thinking. They're I'm playing. I would really play, good. I would play right the now. over if I'm betting this. Okay. Game. I wouldn't play. I, I okay. Don't, I'm not certain enough to bet the spread, but I'm pretty confident. That's this a game's brutal going spread. Over. The over is 155. So if the spread is right, they've got North Carolina winning the game. What 90 to 70? Yeah. 88. They're like 90 to 68. 88, 68. That kind of thing. Yeah. 88, 68. Do they go over that number? Because North Carolina can score 100 points tonight. Yes, they could. Easily. I, you know what? I like the over bet tonight. Let's go over. Okay. Yeah. Over together. Life's too short to bet the under. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Apparently so. Yeah, some days it feels pretty long. All right. And then Kentucky hosting Mississippi State. Boy, does this have trap game written all over it. Or UK just workman like beats them like they beat Missouri. I'll go with they beat them like Missouri. I'll take UK and I'll lay the points. See, I don't think it's a trap because they just come off a loss. Coming if they had played in a tough overtime game and they won, I would say trap game. But because they lost, I think it's a bounce back game. I think it's a lot like the Missouri game. I think Kentucky handles business. Plus, I think the best thing that could have happened to them, Mississippi State beat Tennessee last week. So they'll have Calipari's full attention. I think Kentucky wins. Okay, fair enough. You can hear Zach on that Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show tonight with Gandolfo and Ensign. Of course, you can hear Ethan Moore on the postgame show, the Coors Light postgame show. Across all 93.9 after the L unc game sometime around 11.30 or so uh, with him. All right, so the coaching carousel. You and I, we just did uh, Bologna Salami first segment of this hour. Uh, again, ever miss part of the show, go back to the podcast site or check us out ESPNLouisville.com. We both we think that, that Harbaugh will be in the NFL next year. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about the it. The Alabama job is filled. The Washington job is filled. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, I, and I'm not putting those in the same category, but Washington was just in the title game, won the Pac-12. Correct. It's right now, it's it's a, it's a big boy job, okay? Yeah, that's right. So uh, Fish takes that job, and obviously um, DeBoer takes the Alabama job. Michigan. Now, this is where I ask you to take off your Ohio State fandom hat and just put on your football hat. Okay. Or visor. Let's put on your football visor. I like the visor. How about I like Spurrier. I'm the visor. No one else should be able to wear a visor. I agree. Spurrier's it. Yeah. He had that thicker visor. Yeah. I love that. It's like no one else can wear the houndstooth hat other than Bear Bryant. Agreed with you. Yeah. Cut it out, Scott Satterfield. You're not. Yeah, you're not. No, no. You're you're not. Can't do it. You're not. Can't do it. Stop. (laughs) Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. That is shame. That is shame. (laughs) We got to get that sound. Do they hire from within or do they go make a splash? And what? Okay. Number one. And number two, what would you do? I would go make a splash. I agree. I think they're going to hire Sharon Moore. I agree. I think both of those are true. Damn it. We agree. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, the, <laughs> I think both of those are true. Who's the splash? I don't know. I think you could get. I, I'm not sure who the splash hires because I've never really considered Michigan hiring anybody other than Sharon Moore. I think it's just too much of a layup. He's already got some head coaching experience. He's plus, willing to cry. For he's willing a, to cry for a guy who didn't die. He would. He, he cried. I wouldn't have cried. I wouldn't but have cried. He, he cried. <laughs> Sharon cried. Sharon cried. Sharon, don't cry. Don't 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 cry, cry, Sharon. (laughs) Jim Harbaugh's gone like a dog. Oh, man. Don't cry, Sharon. Are the Huskies beautiful dogs? They're they're very beautiful (laughs) dogs. They beat the Huskies. They're beautiful dogs. I hope like seven people understand that reference. All right, so the, the... Who's the hire? And I'm asking a real question because at this point... Who Who's the splash hire? Well, a couple years ago, it would have been Matt Campbell from Iowa State, but I think his shine's kind of come off The a shine bit. is off. I yeah. agree. Fitzgerald's not at NU anymore because of all the stuff. Fitzgerald's not there anymore. I mean, what? Fickle's out of Wisconsin. Fickle, I don't think Fickle's he needs to jump Fickle's not taking the again. Michigan job anyway. He's an Ohio State guy. I agree with you. 
But it would have that would have been a that would have been something that's if he had been at Cincinnati this year and they went nine and three, ten and two. Luke would have never taken the Michigan job. You say that, man. He played at Ohio State. You say that. You say that. That rivalry is so weird. Yeah. Many of Michigan's best players are from Ohio. I know. No, but they question. don't play at Ohio State. Fair. But I'm saying there's so much crossover. Shen Beckler's an Ohio guy. I mean, like, there's so much crossover. There is. And people in Ohio really don't like that. I'm trying to think of who the splash hire would be. Yeah. I'm trying I don't think anybody in the SEC would have come up to Michigan. Would Jeff Brom be a good fit at Michigan? Yeah. The answer is yes. Yes, he would. He'd be fantastic at Michigan. I think he would. That that demeanor would play so well with U of M fans. Yeah. Oh my God, his demeanor. Because he's 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 Harbaugh, but way less it, weird. Yeah, like, <laughs> less high strong, yes. less you yes. know, weird. Right? Yeah, weird. Weird's yeah. the right word. Weird's the right word. And he's and he's an adaptable guy. Like I, I think he could maximize a Michigan. I think Jeff Brown would do a really good job up there. I agree. Any chance they call, I think they'll give him a call. Okay. I don't think he'll answer it, or if he answers it, it'll be a quick no because I don't think he's leaving Louisville right now. They put twelve million on the table. Would you, would should he take the job for twelve million? Yeah, he should take the job I for agree. twelve million. I agree. I agree. I, obviously, because can you win a national title at Louisville? Probably not. Can you win a national title at Michigan? Obviously. Yeah, the answer is of course. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm I'm interested in that conversation because I, I I wonder who the splash hire is. It's not Lanning because he's staying in Oregon. They're in that the Big would Ten. have been the other one, but people would hate him at Michigan. That style would not do well there. The the going for it on fourth and eight at your own thirty six. Yeah, they would not. They wouldn't like the it. Rich Rodriguez experiment. Boom. Did not work up there. Well, because and they Rod- sabotaged it. Yes, I mean, they they, they they actively made it so that that guy could not. Yeah, I think Rich Rod could, could have had success there if they actually let him try. Time. Big time. And if you ask people who are fans and not influence that program, they are super pissed that they did not play that out. That's right. Because at the time, you have to remember, that guy made West Virginia. By the way, he's the counterexample. He's a West Virginia guy, took the Michigan job. That's right. So, Fickle. It's a little uh, different. West Virginia and Michigan are not on the same strategy. He was willing to leave his alma mater to do it anyways. Yes. Um, Not the same thing. If you're Harbaugh. Yeah. Is going back to Michigan better than taking the Falcons job? No. Okay. Is going back to Michigan better than taking the Chargers job? No. Is there an NFL job that's better than the Michigan job? Or not better than the Michigan that's job? That's not better. <sighs> Carolina? Commanders? Commanders? Yeah. Carolina? No. I, I would have rather coach Michigan than Carolina. I agree with that. I would rather coach Michigan rather- than, than the Chargers. Really? Yeah. Well, Michigan doesn't have Justin Herbert it's the only positive about the Chargers though yeah the rest of their roster is kind of dead cap by now and you're playing Patrick Mahomes twice a year yep <laughs> and the Raiders are not going to be bad forever the Raiders are not going to be bad forever the Broncos, the Broncos aren't gonna are be not going to be bad forever that's right yep. yeah I, I, I think the Falcons job is the best okay. spot for Harbaugh okay I mean he maybe he turns around Desmond Murder. remember Alex Smith was a bust when he got there in San Francisco in 2010 2011 Alex Smith was a starter for six years and the, everybody gave up on him the other thing about Harbaugh is to his credit, I think people don't know how old he is. Because I think people assume he's fifty. Dude's sixty. Yeah, Harbaugh's sixty. He's sixty. Yeah, he played in the eighties. Boom. He doesn't act totally. like he's in. His That's 60s. Ex- he he's kind. He kind of has a little Pete like Carroll approach to him boom. there. I agree. There's something. Whatever he's got going in that elixir is working. Right. Like you would have never guessed the way Pete Carroll acts. You would have never no thought way. Pete Carroll the oldest coach in the league. No way. No. He's Issel's age or something. No. No. Yeah. Never would have. Pete Carroll has more energy than most thirty. Could not agree more. And so the Harbaugh thing, though, like how many more years does he want to grind out 
a coaching career and the grind of college and the grind of the NFL are different. Yeah, because the NFL is just straight football. You don't have to worry it's about all NIL. the time football. You don't have to worry there's about no recruiting. recruiting. Nope. There's no sleeping at don't recruits' have to worry houses. About your athletic director boosters being unhappy. Right. You're just straight coaching football. That's why I think there'll be more guys in the future that are great college football coaches that'll go to the NFL so they don't have to deal with the BS. I could not agree more. Um, we, you and I will spend a lot of time on Friday talking uh, NFL. Uh, we will get into the Mississippi State-UK game with Ben Roberts tomorrow. Jay Davis will do some NBA talk uh, with him as well. Uh, what do you think ends up happening as far as the coaching vacancies? Do you think the Chargers and the Falcons will end up with some combination of Harbaugh and Belichick, or is it not a guaranteed thing? Yeah, I think one of okay. them ends up with at least one of those two guys. Right, I think there's do, a good- those two guys fill those two jobs is what I'm asking you. Yes. Okay, I agree, actually. Uh, but I don't, uh, don't ask I don't me know which, which one way. is which. I agree with – isn't that funny? I, I have the same feeling about that jo- those jobs, excuse me, and those guys, um, is that they'll go to one of those jobs, but I don't know in which yeah. capacity. Will it be funny to see Belichick coaching in L.A.? That would be hilarious. <laughs> He's very un-L.A., but so – Maybe he lets his hair down once he gets like to Harbaugh LA. had success in California twice. Yeah, in San Francisco and Now, Stanford. it's in the Bay Area, and that's – very different. If you've been to California, you know. Those are not the same no. things. But, but, it ain't Boston. <laughs> and that's all he's known for a quarter century, right? I mean, that's what Belichick well, is known. Go- also only coached in uh, New York with the Jets and the Giants and then Cleveland. And then Cleveland, that's right. So he's only... That's the furthest I don't west know if he's, he's coached. I agree. No, he coached... Had, he, there was one year he was an assistant in Denver. Okay, got it. That's the furthest west I think he's ever been. Got it. His first job was at the uh, Baltimore Colts. Got it. Coached the Lions actually for a bit. I um, yeah, no, I I, I think Lions. that part of the, the the carousel is interesting. How how good of a coach do you think Sheryl Moore can be at the very top of the chain? Because that's a can't tell. That's a gamble with a program that's in the spot that it's in. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about with Ryan Day is that they basically elevated him to that job, and Ryan Day's been able to keep the program afloat but he's never elevated it to winning a national championship and i wonder if sharon moore would kind of be the same way yeah sharon moore has about the same amount of head coaching experience that ryan day had because they both coached three games when the uh, previous coach was fired and credit to sharon moore he did win the biggest game of all of them beat ohio state but who's to say sharon moore is going to continue to do what jim harbaugh has done for all these years there's a reason jim harbaugh is one of the most successful football coaches out there yeah bad bad sports talk radio but i i that's cake bake for me, man, with Sharon Moore, like if he would be a good coach or not. My unpopular opinion has always been that I thought Harbaugh was a better NFL coach than a college coach, but maybe that's no longer the case because <laughs> he didn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, but you, the you way don't think he that's constructed gonna, this year's team is it was you don't think that's it was gonna, masterful. There's that's the biggest reason I think he goes back to the NFL. You really think he's going to let John have it over him for the rest of his life that he beat him in the Super Bowl <laughs> and Jim never got to win one of those? I don't know about that. I, does that stuff matter? I think I uh, think for the for those guys. I think for have that you seen family, how competitive that family is. Of course, yeah, it matters. But, but for him, winning a title for Michigan, I think is the thing. I think that was the thing. But it also, by the way, opens him up to leaving because he did the thing that he wanted yeah, to do. He's already there wanted, is nothing else to accomplish. There's nothing there. else to do. There's nothing else to accomplish. I don't think the multiple titles because that's not who Michigan is. They're Michigan not, they're not won, a national title no. winning team. They're, th- that's how I grew up was the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl. Blah, 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 blah. That was it. That that's was right. the whole talk. And, and, and uh, he got them to the level that no one's been able to get them to, frankly, since the 50s. It's one of the ways they're different than Ohio State. Ohio State, you expect yes. multiple Talking titles. national titles. That's right. Yes. I agree. It is different. All right. 
For Bo and Co., we'll be back at 10 tomorrow. Ben Roberts at 10.20, Jay Davis at 11. Uh, we'll get into some horses on Friday with Kevin Kilroy. We'll have you get uh, we'll have you cover the rest of the week and get you into that weekend as well. We'll react to the two games tonight uh, at 10 tomorrow. I'll be here. I hope you are too. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>